Hey, what's going on, everybody? Chip Close here, founder of Restaurant Strategy. As you know, I'm the host of this podcast. We do two episodes every single week, every Monday and Thursday. And as you're also probably aware, uh, I work with restaurant owners from all over the world in my P3 Mastermind program. So this is a group coaching format. Currently, we've got over 100 members enrolled in the program, spread across three different mastermind groups. The program works. The impact we're making works. But what I want to talk to you about is the first live event we hosted because this has been a little bit of a dream of mine. What I always wanted to do was throw the kind of event that I don't think exists. Ton of trade shows, ton of conferences, conventions, tons of information and impact across the board. Yes, and you should go to those. But I wanted to provide something highly actionable, highly tactical, the how-tos. So this first event was the P3 Marketing Summit. It happened last week down in Columbia, South Carolina. We gathered 85 restaurant owners and operators from all over the country. They all descended upon South Carolina to level up. And that's what we did. It was an exhausting three days. We threw two parties, two full days of workshops, tons of questions answered. We had three great sponsors, Milagro, Ovation, and Marquee that were there on hand to help us throw a great event and share their tools with the people in the room. It was fantastic. For all of you who missed it, though, I want you to be ready for the next one. And I want you to be able to understand what, uh, what some of the key takeaways. So that's what I'm going to share with you. My 10 key takeaways from being in that room for the two and a half days. I want to share it with you today on Restaurant Strategy. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week, I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you uh, level up, to help you build that more profitable, therefore that more sustainable business. But I also work directly with owners and operators all over the world through my P3 Mastermind. This is a group coaching program, again, specifically geared towards independent operators who've been around at least a year doing at least a million dollars in revenue, uh, right? So you put out a good product, uh, making a lot of hungry people happy, but you just struggle to generate that consistent, predictable 20% return, I will show you how to do it. The best way to get started to see if you're a good fit for the program is to schedule a call. Go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Grab some time on the calendar. You'll chat with either me or uh, one of the other coaches that, uh, that work with me. We'll hear about what's going on. We'll explain more about the program, answer all of your questions, and see if you're a good fit. Again, the best way to get started is to just grab some time. It's a 30-minute call, absolutely free. There is no pressure. Just, just learn more about the program. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, are you frustrated with managing your catering and private events with pen and paper or outdated programs? Introducing Triple Seat, the catering sales and event management software built for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. With Triple Seat, you will increase revenue and efficiency all while streamlining your operations. Let Triple Seat be your catering and event management assistant. Generate leads, create tailored BEOs, facilitate online discussions, obtain electronic signatures, process payments, and everything in between. Triple Seat has you covered. 
elevate and simplify your event management, take it to the next level with Triple C so you can focus on what truly matters, providing unforgettable experiences for your clients. For more information, visit triplec.com slash restaurant strategy. That's triplec.com slash restaurant strategy. That link is also in the show notes. Now, today's episode is going to be short and sweet. What I want to share with you are the 10 takeaways from the P3 Marketing Summit. So I'll remind you, the P3 Mastermind is a program that I run for restaurant owners struggling with profitability. New members come in, they commit themselves to six months in the program. It's a two-hour group coaching session every single week. Two hours every single week that's non-negotiable, right? In addition to that, we throw two live events starting this year. This past week, the P3 Marketing Summit was our first ever live event. And by all estimation, from everything we're hearing from people, that it was a huge smashing success. Not perfect. Certainly not perfect. It was our first time out of the gate. We certainly made mistakes. We will level up. We will get better as we do more of these. But for the first time out, I think we provided a ton of value for people in the seats. The whole point was to go deep right? Not wide, but deep to get highly tactical, give you actionable information you can actually take home and put into practice right away. If I convince you, you need to uh, have an email program, then when should you be sending those emails? What should it look like? Uh, what sort of cadence, what time of day works best? How do you grow that email list, right? What are the five, six, seven, eight ways you can increase the number of emails on your list? How do you purge that list? That's what I'm talking about. When we talked about email, we went deep on all of that stuff. When we talked about organic social media, we went deep. When we talked about paid social media, we went deep. We showed you, we gave demos. We showed you exactly what to click, where to go. We showed you ads that work, et cetera, et cetera. Everything we talked about, we went deep on and made it highly actionable. My co-host for the event was my friend and colleague, Rev Ciancio. He is hands down the smartest uh, restaurant marketer I know. He's the only guy out there who says basically everything I believe, right? Everything that I feel like I walk around saying, he walks around saying, and then some. Uh, I certainly learned from him, and I learned from him over the course of the three days that we were in Columbia, South Carolina. So I'm going to share over the course of the next few minutes my 10 biggest takeaways because these are things you can put into practice right away, right? Not the tips, not the tricks, not the tactics, but my takeaways. And I hope this changes the way you think about these events. I hope you reconsider uh, and will consider joining us next time we do one of these. When we do these, we keep them purposely small. So it's not 1,000 people. It's not 10,000 people. It's like 100. Maybe next year we'll open it up to like 150 people, but we keep it small. This one in particular, we capped it at about 85. We had 85 restaurant owners and operators in the room, and it was fantastic because there was tons of time uh, in between sessions and afterwards at the parties to really um, get to know each other and for you guys to ask further questions of me and Rev. So it was awesome. In any event, the P3 Marketing Summit just happened in January, Columbia, South Carolina. The next one is going to happen in July. It's going to be the Profitability Summit. It's all focused on operations, all the stuff we talk about in the mastermind, except we're going to go really really deep. More information on that as we get a little bit closer. We're just finalizing uh, the location and, and all of that. So I'll have more information in the next month or two. But here, let's talk about the P3 Marketing Summit. So my 10 takeaways. Number one, this is something that Rev said very early on in his very first presentation. He said, marketing, there is no silver bullet, especially when it comes to marketing restaurants. Marketing is a series of little moves. And so the way we framed this event was that we wanted to focus on customer acquisition, customer retention, and uh, what we call evangelism, what I wrote about in my book as evangelism, meaning how do we get people to go talk about it? How do we spark 
How do we spark word of mouth? So marketing, there's no big silver bullet. If you come to the event looking for the one thing I can do to fix everything, you're not gonna find it. But it's a series of little moves, meaning what do you do to raise awareness? What do you do to build trust? What are the arguments you make? How do you convince people to come join you, to try you for the first time? And then what do you do to identify those first-time diners? What do you do to specifically get them back? How do you increase the, the frequency of uh, visits that your average guest makes? How do you turn the medium users into heavy users, the heavy users into regulars, true super fans, right? What are all the ways that you can do to spark people to leave reviews, to go uh, talk about you, on and on and on? There are a bunch of little things we do, and so marketing is a series of little moves. If you think it's one thing, hey, I'm gonna be on social media, it's not, it's not. And in fact, over the course of the three days, we made abundantly clear that social media is very low on the rung of things that you should be focused on when it comes to marketing your restaurant. There are other things that have a much bigger impact on the number of covers who will walk in your door and, and the amount that each of them will spend. Marketing, there is no silver bullet. It's a series of little moves. It's a hundred little things you do every single week. So what's most important is to understand what you need to be doing, what you can do really well, and to delegate the rest. That was something uh, that Rev said early on, right? That, that get good at two things and outsource the rest. So either delegate to people on your team in-house or outsource it to outside agencies, outside, uh, outside players. So that was the first takeaway. Number two, this came up time and time again over the course of the workshops. Retention beats acquisition every single time. You've heard me say this on the show, but I believe that for most restaurants, they have all the guests they could ever possibly need to be wildly successful and profitable for the rest of their days. We don't have to focus on getting new guests. We have to focus on getting the guests we have to come back. One of the members of my uh, mastermind program uh, just yesterday in the session, they uh, after the after the summit, they came back and said, you know what, I heard what you said, and I, so I ran my numbers, and my end of year numbers for 2023, I found that 90% of my guests, let that sink in, 90% of their guests were first-time diners. 90% of the guests were first-time diners. Retention beats acquisition every single time. Third takeaway, Acquisition without guest data is a waste, right? If you're gonna acquire the guests, you need to acquire the data so that you can communicate that to them, so you can remarket to them in the future, that you should always be thinking about acquiring uh, data. And I, I gave the story on stage about, I don't know, 15 years ago, back when I was a maitre d', and I was the only person I knew, the only maitre d' I knew that would take information for walk-ins. So think about this, right? Somebody's up at the front podium, and uh, you know, uh, two walk-ins come in and say, hey, Dad, do you have a table for two? What happens most of the time? You say, yeah, absolutely, right this way, because you're just excited to get them seated. And what I would do every single time, I say, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, give me a second, though. Uh, what's, your, what's your name? Let me get you in the system. And what's your phone number? And what's the best email address? This way we've got you in the system for the future. Anytime you come in or anytime you, uh, you want to call and make a reservation, now we know who you are. Right this way. Let me show you to the table. That takes one minute, less than one minute to get their information, and now we know who they are. Now we can remarket to them in the future. Acquisition without data acquisition is a waste. That was the third takeaway. The fourth takeaway was really about this marketing mindset. And I remind you that I wrote a book called The Restaurant Marketing Mindset. You can go get the book on Amazon. You can get it on the website, therestaurantmarketingmindset.com. But what happened is that we spent the first hour of the of the uh, first hour and a half really uh, talking about the strategy behind this before we got into all the tactics, all the how tos, and everything. Right? 
is that uh, the strategy of it, getting in the right mindset, just helped frame all the actions that we were gonna ask people to do later, right? So first things first, we defined marketing, right? And I think for a lot of people, it's the first time they ever heard this. What is marketing? For me, it's three questions. What is your product? Who is that product for? And how do you reach them? What's the product? Who is it for? How do you reach them? And you repeat that like a mantra. You've gotta get really clear on the first two because most of our work is spent on the third, right? How do we reach the people that we're trying to reach? But you have to know who you're trying to reach and how your product will help them. You've got to get really clear on that before you try to reach out to them. And most restaurant owners skip those first two questions and go right to the third. And they find uh, that they get poor results. And usually it's because they haven't answered the first two, right? So getting in this restaurant marketing mindset first requires that we define marketing. We've just done that. I talked about the ABCDs of marketing. This is a framework for thinking about how you enter the market or how you exist within a given market. ABCD stands for audience, brand, competition, and differentiation. So first you gotta figure out who you wanna serve, right? Who has a problem that you're uniquely qualified to solve? B is brand. How does your product, your restaurant, the experience you're crafting, how does it solve a problem that your audience has, right? So who is a problem you can solve? How does your product solve it? C is competition. You answer the question, who else is out there trying to solve the same problem I am? That gives you a category, right? You're in a short list. So if somebody wants to go out for an omakase sushi experience, right? 17 courses, 17 pieces of uh, fish. It's very expensive, very exclusive. It's very unique. You're, you're on a short list with 5, 10, 20, 30 other options depending on your market. So you're in a category. Now the key becomes once you're in a category, how do you separate yourself? And that's D. D stands for differentiation. Once you're in a category, right, you've got to convince people why to come to your omakase sushi restaurant as opposed to another omakase sushi restaurant. How do we differentiate? And that was a, that was a really cool part of the day. So we had everybody, for me, I always say, what are the stories only you can tell? Stories are your food, are your people, are your place, your location, the things you do, the things you believe. What are the stories only you can tell? And you write down 10, 20, 30 of those. That gives you all of the fodder you need to properly market your restaurant. So once you have a, a definition for marketing, once you understand that foundational piece of who you're trying to serve, how you serve them in different ways or more compelling ways than anyone else out there, well, then we get to the how. How do we market? And I've already talked about this. In the book, I talked about the marketing triangle or what I call the triangle principle. Only three sides to a triangle. There are three uh, things that we need to focus on to successfully market our restaurants. Customer acquisition, we call that attraction. Customer retention, retention. And then word of mouth, which is evangelism. So attraction, retention, evangelism. What do we do to get people in? What do we do to get those people back? What do we do to get those people talking? If you just focus on accomplishing those goals, you will change your business. And that's largely how we spent the entire rest of the summit, focusing on all of the tactics, all the how-tos, that playbook of how do you acquire new customers, meaning how do you raise awareness for your brand? How do you build trust and get them, convince them to come in and try you for the first time? And on and on and on and on. But you have to understand the framework, right? The definition for marketing, the foundational piece of why you exist in a market or how you can how you can successfully exist in a given market. And then great, how do you execute all of this? That's the marketing triangle. Attraction, retention, evangelism. What do you do to get them in? What do you do to get them back? What do you do to get them talking? And so that was my fourth big takeaway that under 
having a framework, a, a, a strategic mindset when it comes to this stuff will help you take action in greater ways and in more intentional ways. All right, so number five, make sure you use the right tool for the job. Don't use a screwdriver when what you really need is a hammer. This came up over and over and over again, and I think a lot of people in the audience um, uh, were sort of learning in real time, which was which was really cool to see. Um, in that, uh, you know, for example, social media, organic social media is not an acquisition tool. It's a retention tool and not even a very good retention tool. So if we're going to say, hey, we want to uh, we want to try to bring our people back, let's make sure we're using really good retention tools, right? So make sure we're using the screwdriver, not the hammer, and make sure we're using the right screwdriver. Meaning if it's a little screw, we use a little screwdriver. If it's a big screw, we get the big screwdriver. Make sure we're using the right tool for the job. It came up over and over and over again. So we make sure to understand all of our channels, right? So email and SMS and our website and our Google search rankings and our organic social media and our paid uh, social media and our paid, ad, uh, paid search ads and everything Everything is within our ecosystem. It's all part of the matrix, right? All part of uh, what we're trying to accomplish. Again, part of those uh, bunch of little small moves. But make sure we know what each one is trying to accomplish. We don't expect it to do something it's not going to do, right? And that has to do with how we measure things and, and all of that. That's number five. Make sure you get using the right tool for the job. Number six, man, I believe this and Rev believes this and, uh, and I think now everybody in the audience hopefully believes this. Email is the most powerful tool at our disposal because number one, it's basically free, right? The, uh, it costs 300 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month, 800 bucks a month, whatever it is to get a MailChimp account to house however many email addresses. But there's no cost Right? There's no incremental cost in sending one more email, one more email, one more email. Email is the most powerful tool at our disposal. Number one, because it's basically free. Number two, it is the preferred form of communication between a brand and a consumer. This, uh, this data point uh, comes up over and over and over again in research studies. Now, this is uh, what customers prefer. This is how they prefer to hear from their people. We can debate the merits of having an app and using push notifications and getting people's phone numbers so you can send SMS, text messages. All We talk about that. But all of that has to be in addition to email. Email is still the very best thing we can use. I shared my one-to-one-to-one -to -one -to -one principle. One email, one message, one call to action, right? If you've got many things to tell people, then that means you have many emails to send. Or you've got to let people know about something via email and something else via a social media ad and something else via another during direct mail or, or, or some other channel. But if you've got multiple things to notify people about, you've got to send multiple emails, which requires that you be uh, sensitive and aware of how many you're sending and what the messaging is. But gone are the newsletters where you send some really long newsletter and we say, we got this going on and this going on and this going on. And don't forget about trivia night and we got happy hour and don't forget about our private events and on and on. Don't do it. Don't do it. What you want to do is send one message right? One email, one message, one clear call to action. It should be very clear. Why am I opening this up? I'm opening this up to learn about this thing. And then what am I supposed to do at the end of reading about this thing? I'm supposed to click the big red button at the bottom or whatever color you want to make your button. It should be very clear what you want the reader to do, right? So email is super, super powerful. We also shared this, that you want to always be collecting emails. So I will share this, right? 
here's five easy ways that you should be uh, collecting, that you can be uh, collecting email addresses because you need to be growing that list every single week. Number one, you've got email addresses housed in your reservation platform. Number two, you've got uh, email addresses housed in your POS online ordering and or loyalty. And for some people, maybe you use Toast and so they're all combined. You've got emails housed in your reservation system, emails housed in your POS online ordering and loyalty platform, right? Scrape those every single week. Every Monday, back when I was using, uh, running the front door uh, of restaurants, um, I would have my, uh, my, my head reservationist every Monday morning, 9 a.m. First thing she did is come in, turn on the phones, return any messages, do all of her confirmations, and then export the list. Export it out of the POS system, out of our reservation system, and import it into MailChimp or whatever it was we were using, right? So number one, your reservation system. Number two, your POS, your online ordering, and or your loyalty, right? Number three, having a gated Wi-Fi, right? So for all of you guys that offer free Wi-Fi in the restaurant, great, but gated, meaning you ask for their name and their email address in order to access it. In exchange for free Wi-Fi, we want your information, right? It's a great way to capture, right? So those are three ways. The fourth way is on your website. It should definitely be somewhere in your footer, right? Join our mailing, sign up to get exclusive access to deals, promotions, uh, events throughout the year, whatever the, whatever the copy is you use. But there should be a way for people to opt in in the footer of your website. And you should also put a pop-up on your website. So if you've got a pop-up that's promoting a specific event, something coming up, fine. But in all the other times during the year, you should revert it back to an email capture. You will capture 5, 10, 20 emails every single week that way. And little by little, you grow your list. The fifth way, the last way, has to do with uh, with paid social ads, so specifically meta. When we say meta, we're talking about Facebook and Instagram. You should be running ads every single day, right? Just have an ad running evergreen, meaning it, it happens all the time, that is, uh, that is helping to grow your list. So, you know, click here and get $10 off your next visit. They click the ad, they go to a landing page, it says put in your name, uh, your name, phone number, email address, and birthday, and we'll send you your $10 gift card. They put it in there. They hit submit. It says, great, now go check your inbox. And then you've set up an automation within your email service provider. MailChimp can do this very easily. So you set up an automated email that automatically triggers when they hit submit. And so they're sent the email. It says, here's your $10 gift card, right? Or here's your $10 off. You know, you know open this email, get $10 off your next, your next order. And it says, here it is, you know, click this link, order online and put in this promo code or show this in the restaurant next time you come. Offer expires on the following date. What happens is when you send that ad, you're offering something in exchange for people's data. You're also incentivizing them, uh, incentivizing them to come into your restaurant. It just makes so much sense. This is what we do uh, for some of our uh, partners. So. Uh, we also run sort of restaurant strategy agency, which sort of acts as, a, as an advertising agency where we work with some of our mastermind uh, members in this way. Um, it's not something we highly publicize, but it is something we offer. This is basically the playbook that we use. So there's no secrets here. This is what we do. This is what I would do. So if you are capable of doing it or if you've got an agency partner or somebody who handles that for you, give them that playbook, right? That works. Email is super important. You've got to be growing that list every single week. That goes with that other piece, right? 
Customer acquisition without data acquisition is a waste. So that's number six. Number seven, paid versus organic social. I think this was eye-opening for a lot of people in the room. Organic social media, meaning you take a photo or a video, you add a caption, you post it to Instagram, that is a retention tool. Not a particularly even, not, not even a particularly good retention tool, but that is a retention tool. So if you're using that to get more eyeballs and to try to bring people into your restaurant, it's not doing the job. On average, about 3% of your current followers will see that post. So if you've got 1,000 followers, you do the math. That's about 30 people are seeing your post. Not a lot of people. So this is what I'm saying. It's not even a very good retention tool, but it is a retention tool solely. You cannot use it. If only 30 of your existing 1,000 followers are seeing it, then you can bet, right? So if all the other 970 aren't seeing it, you can bet that nobody outside of your followers is really seeing it. It's a very bad tool for acquisition. But paid social media, right? So this is on the heels of what we were just talking about. Paid social media is a great way to get yourself in front of a very targeted audience, people who don't necessarily know you. If you are using social media and not using the paid features of it, you are missing the number one benefit it offers, right? Social media is not a place where we can go share pictures and comment on each other's pictures. That's a residual piece of it. Really, it's the most sophisticated advertising platform ever created. And so it's sophisticated because it's ability to target with incredible specificity. So you can get very targeted uh, with your resources, with how you spend your money. If you're not using it as such, you're missing out on the biggest benefit it provides. So you need an organic social media presence. And I firmly believe you need a paid social media uh, presence as well. That became obvious over the course of a bunch of the presentations. Number eight. Reputation management. When we say reputation management, it's a fancy way of saying getting reviews, right? And curating those reviews. Reputation management is now playing a huge role when it comes to not only consumer behavior, but also search rankings. So what do I mean by that? Consumer behavior. There are a fair amount of people, right? They say over half of uh, half of diners will go and look at some review, either a Google review, a TripAdvisor review, a Yelp review, will go and check out the reviews for the place before they book the reservation. That's huge. So one out of every two people, half the people who are looking at your restaurant um, look at the reviews. So we need to get a steady stream of really great positive five-star reviews. Also, from a sheerly technical perspective, search rankings on pages like Google, right, reputation management, meaning reviews, were very low in the totem pole even just three or four years ago. They were like the 10th or 12th most uh, you know, important thing. Now, everybody agrees it's like number two or number three. It's that important. So you need a way to generate a steady stream of positive, great five-star reviews. You don't need thousands every month, but you need 30, 40, 50 every single month, and they need to be great. That became obvious, right? That was another key takeaway from listening to a bunch bunch of smart people who took the stage. Um, number nine, you must connect all of the dots from acquisition to retention to evangelism. This really has to do with the customer journey. Understanding all of the things that a customer does that will bring them into your restaurant, right? So maybe somebody tells them about the restaurant, right? That's word of mouth. And they go, I've never heard of that place. So they go check you out on Instagram. And then from Instagram, they go to click through your website. And then they go and check out Yelp. 
and they uh, look at some of the reviews and then they go try and book a reservation and then they, you know, send directions to people. So they, they forward on that, that booking, uh, that booking confirmation to other friends and then they eventually, et cetera, et cetera. What are all the touch points that people hit before they even walk in the door? And likewise, what are all the touch points that they're responsible for after they leave the restaurant, right? Will they leave a review? Will they talk about it? Will they post uh, about you on social media? Will they rebook? Will they open your emails afterwards? So really understanding the importance of connecting all the dots when it comes to the customer journey. E-commerce brands do this really well. Hotel brands actually do this really well. And in restaurants, we haven't had to do it very well, and it's now uh, absolutely crucial, uh, and we can certainly do better than we have been doing. So really understanding that customer journey and connecting all the dots to make it easy, to make it frictionless for someone to come join you, right? The last thing that I want to say is that we all use the same playbook. This is the number number 10 takeaway. It didn't matter if they were fine dining, full service, casual, uh, quick service, fast casual, everything in between. There were some food trucks there. There were catering companies there. All these different, um, all these different brands there, all these different concepts at different levels. And we all basically use the same playbook. For some concepts, one or two tools is more important. Likewise, other concepts, other tools are more important. There are all kinds of different, you know, there are all kinds of different um, ways that we use these tools. But the playbook is generally the same. We have to raise awareness for our brand. We've got to build trust and convince them to come try us. When they do come try us, we have to figure out who those first-time diners are, make them feel really welcome, make sure they understand they're welcome back, give them a reason to come back, and get them into our system so that we can continue to remarket to them over and over and over again. It is about being top of mind. It is about getting them to go evangelize for us, spread the good word, to have such a great time that they can't help but go to talk about us, right? That becomes absolutely crucial. And that's the same playbook no matter what your brand. We all have to elevate and, and use all of these tools that are available to us. So those are the 10 takeaways, right? I'll go through them really quickly. Marketing is a series of, uh, of little moves, no silver bullet. It's a series of little moves, a hundred little things you do. Number two, retention beats acquisition every single time. Number three, customer acquisition without guest data is a waste. Number four, really understanding that marketing mindset, right? We defined what marketing is. We talked about those ABCDs so we understand how we fit within the market, how we make compelling arguments to get someone to join us. And finally, that marketing triangle, meaning the how-to, customer acquisition, customer retention, and then evangelism, right? And having a plan for each of those three. Number five, my fifth takeaway here, right? Make sure you use the right tool for the job. Number six, email is the most powerful tool at our disposal. We need a way to be growing our list every single week, and we need to be utilizing the email tool um, as often as possible. Number seven, there is a difference between paid and organic social. It's important to have an organic presence on social media, but it's even more crucial to have a paid component to it. And for $100, $200, $300 a month, very, very little spend, you can actually get more bang for the buck and actually squeeze everything out of the platforms that you want to squeeze. Number eight, reputation management is now huge because consumers uh, look to reviews before they make their decision. Also, sites like Google and Bing utilize um, those reviews uh, to to factor in how they who searches uh, who who ranks first second and third in relevant searches. Number nine, you got to think about the customer journey, right? Connect all the dots, and then number ten, we all use the same playbook. 
There are a series of tools. We all use those tools. Some for some, this one's more important than another one, but it's the same playbook. That's it. The P3 Marketing Summit happened in Columbia, South Carolina, January 2024. It was a blast. 85 owners and operators descended upon the city from all over the country. We had a blast. I think uh, if you found them, if you asked them, they would tell you they learned a ton. Again, it was about going deep, giving you actionable, tactical things that you could take away, things that you could do right away to, to move the needle in your business. It's things that we don't have time for. Uh, on a podcast like this is things that really require a little bit more handholding, required visual aids, all of that. And, and it was, uh, we all benefited from all being in the same room together, being able to ask a lot of questions. That's the thing. The next one's going to come up in July. It's going to be focused on operations. Again, we are going to go deep in that one as well, but not about marketing. We're going to talk all about operations. And I hope all of you guys who joined us for marketing will come and join us for the operations summit. Hopefully any of you guys were on the fence on the first one will now come join us for the second one. It's uh, it's a it's a huge value. We throw a couple of parties every time we're going to do these, uh, and we and we will bounce all around the country and change which city we go to. Again, appreciate you guys being here. Again, my name is Chip Close. I'm the founder of Restaurant Strategy. Um, I appreciate you setting aside time to uh, sit in here and, and take all this in. Hope you get some value from the show. My last ask of you: if you do get value from the show, if you've been listening for a while, if you've gotten anything out of this, then please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us five star rating and review. Uh, that more than just just about anything else moves the needle on um, on my small business, helps us grow the community, uh, which is all I really care about, getting more people the information they need to build more profitable businesses. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate all of you being here, and I will see you next time.